0: That's why you go with the Delta SkyMiles Platinum American Express card. If you travel, you know.
1: Get in touch with technology with Tech Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com.
0: Hey there and welcome to a very special episode of Tech Stuff. I'm your host, Jonathan Strickland. I am live at Speakeasy in Austin, Texas during South by Southwest Interactive 2016. And sitting with me is Emma Loggins, someone also who lives in Atlanta, someone that I've been, I've known because we're friends with the same people. Yeah,
1: same circles. Same circles.
0: <laughs> uh, we've never really interacted directly that much until now. And I'm questioning why? Because Emma, uh-huh. you run an amazing blog that's science fiction fantasy fan base, fan I want you to mm-hmm. tell me. I have so many questions for you about about running a blog. I mean, blogs are something that we're all familiar with. We know what they are. We know how long they've been around. But there's so many challenges to creating a good one. Yeah. More challenges to finding your audience, being able to nurture that audience, grow a community. So to start off, why don't you first tell us kind of in your words what Fanbolt is all about?
1: Okay. Um, well, Fanbolt is a kind of walk the, the line between blog and news site because it's it's a site by the fans for the fans. So all the content is very editorial in nature, um, focuses mainly on genre programming uh, and genre film. So a lot of sci-fi, horror um, type properties that we review. Uh, we have a little bit of gaming on there as well and a little bit of just kind of general geek culture we're getting ready to do this whole like big geek travel thing so when you go to other countries and you want to see um, sets that were used in Lord of the Rings or um, you know Game of Thrones like where you would go so kind of like a geeky travel guide um so it's all about geek culture and um the fan community behind that and we've had members on the site that have been there since we launched in 2002 and we still you know they still post on the site and we still talk you know almost daily so the, the fan community aspect of that has been really the driving force behind it.
0: That's amazing. So, first of all, I've got a tip for you. Okay. So on the island of Malta, they still have the village from the film Popeye that Robin Williams starred in as Popeye. Oh, wow. They filmed it there. It is still there. Noted. Uh, yeah. So I know it's not as genre as some of the other movies, <laughs> but if you want to see Sweet Haven, it exists on Malta. So... Uh, uh, I want to ask you about what inspired you to get involved in this in the first place. What led to the development of FanBolt?
1: Well, I was a total outcast nerd in middle school. And um, granted, it didn't start Bolt until I was a senior in high school. Um, but that kind of got me involved in really just like so much geek culture and then once you know we had the internet and we had it in in our house and i had i had you know wasn't dealing with dial-up and getting knocked offline every four seconds Um, I started playing around with designing websites in the late '90s, and then I was just—I was super—I was super passionate about the shows that I was watching, and I didn't really feel like there was a good place online to really come together and, you know, because this this is pre-social media. So where do you go to talk about the shows that you love and the theories that you have, and you know, um, what you think is going to happen? Spoilers, photos from set, like all that kind of fun insider stuff. Um, but I was also living in Georgia and didn't know how to get any of that myself anyways. Um, but I started the site and started the fan community and uh, you know we would have people that would just like flood onto the site after an episode would air. And we even would have people coming in from productions that would kind of stay anonymous and like give us little tips. Um, so we had a lot of really cool insider stuff on there in the beginning too, um, which really fostered the community and my whole, I guess my whole kind of strategy with it initially was it was a message board community, and then I built these other kind of satellite sites around it for um, the different TV shows, which had a strong fan base. That way, when one show ended, I didn't just totally lose that entire fan base that I'd spent four years building. Um, So that worked out really well from an SEO component to being able to, um, there was a a number of shows that we actually ranked above the official site for. And so we would get, you know, 8,000 people on after an episode. And back in, you know, 2002, 2003, that's a pretty big... I thought it was a big deal. I don't know if those numbers would be that big of a deal now by any stretch. But um, it was something really cool. I had no idea what I was doing. And it just opened up so many doors and so many opportunities. And I guess the real kind of big breakthrough of it, um, Josh Schwartz, the creator of the OC, found my site in 2005. And, um, and of course, OC, which aired on Fox, was produced by Warner Brothers, and he told Warner Brothers he wanted me to run their official site for the series, and so I did that. I was their blogger with them for three years until the series ended, and I really just tried to make the most out of every contacts and... Connection that I, I got through that, and um, then I realized, oh, I can like, I can actually do this. You know, this is not just a hobby. Like, I can, I can make a business out of this.
0: Now, you m- mentioned that you were able to turn this into a business, which is really interesting. It's phenomenal. So, congratulations on Thank that. You. Because you know, I mean, the blogosphere is huge. Yeah. A lot of people run blogs as a hobby. They do it as a passion project. So, tell me about the steps you took moving something that was. Already, obviously, something you really cared about, but something that you could actually make into a a business, a legitimate way to earn a living.
1: It took a long time. Um, When people always ask me about how how I've made money off of the site and how I've kind of structured things, I always tell people, like, if you're not really passionate about something, then don't do it, because it's going to take a long time before you make money off of it. And it's going to feel like work, and you may end up hating something that, you know, in the beginning, you loved. So you have to be really, really passionate about it, and making money. I don't think can be something that you even consider in the beginning. Um, it needs to just be a, a labor of love and a passion project. And then when when all the kind of little pieces start to fall into place, you start seeing that you're building traction, um, and and you know you have great content and you're you're getting great traffic, and then start off with the baby steps of monetizing with like Google AdSense. And then working your way up from there to work with larger advertisers and and larger sponsorships. And really, it's just, um, it's like one day at a time. One day at a time.
0: That's pretty cool. You know, it's a very similar story for podcasting. Right. Uh, I get people asking me all the time about, how do I make a podcast and use that to make a living? And I said, you've got to understand, that's a very small field of people who are actually making enough money to make a living from podcasting. Exactly. And it's exactly what you're saying. You've got to be very passionate about the subject. So if you want a podcast, ask yourself, why do you want to podcast? Right. Do you want to do it because you have something to say about a specific subject? Or do you want to do it because you think it's just a cool way to make a living? If it's the second, it's, it's probably not not going to work, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> over the years, you've covered tons of stuff. I want to hear some of your favorite stories about just experiences you've had either with the fan community or on the creative side, like with some of the, I know you've gone and talked with some great directors, actors, all sorts of people, writers in that sphere. Tell me about some of the experiences you've had, kind of give me an idea of of the highlights that you consider in in your long history.
1: So my first in-person interview I ever did was actually um, I flew down to Miami and I think this was like the second season of Burn Notice and I was a huge Bruce Campbell fan, yeah. huge huge Bruce Campbell fan. And but I never I didn't know anyone that knew him or had ever interviewed him or I, I had no idea what he was going to be like. And um, we were sitting, it was me and I think four other press people. We were sitting at this table on set, and he comes in wearing his Tommy Bahama shirt and like riding on this uh bicycle around our table and just had like a little horn on it and was just like honking it and like just staring us down I was like oh god this is gonna be awkward (laughs) this this seems awkward um but it was really great experience and he was a he was such a great guy so that was my initial kind of experience that I had that I still kind of nerd out over because I I love him um but, you know, another one that is one of my absolute favorites actually happened here in Austin uh, last June. I was out here for ATX Festival, Austin Television Experience, and uh, they had the cast of Girl Meets World out here. Which I don't really watch that show, but I grew up on Boy Meets World, and I so I was I was completely geeking out over the idea of meeting Corey Savage and uh, or excuse me Ben Savage, um, who played Corey Matthews, and his brother Fred was out here too, and for his show um, Grinder on Fox. But of course I grew up on Wonder Years too. Um, so I got the the opportunity to interview um, Michael Jacobs, the series creator for, for Boy Meets World and Girl Meets World, along with um, Ben Savage. And I, I got to spend like 30 minutes with them. And then from there, um, we had gone back downstairs to the bar at the hotel um, from our press room. And he introduces me to his brother, Fred, as his friend, Emma. And I was just like, this is like the most surreal moment of my life. Ben <laughs> Savage just introduced me as his friend to Fred Savage. Like... It was just such a great a great moment. And then Fred was like commenting on my Instagram and I'm like, What world am I in? Like I don't even I don't even know. Yeah, you're sitting there Um, with a
0: famed director of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. (laughs) <laughs> not to mention wonder years and everything else yeah, yeah no yeah. That's, that's fantastic it
1: was um it was just such a great experience and there's been so many um, with the different conventions I've worked with and the different kind of you know after parties and even the events that not aren't necessarily press related but getting to actually know these people that you know you watch on the screen and you get to you know just love love their talents and love the characters that they portray but then also getting to know them as people and not mm-hmm. you know as as these Not characters. just personalities. Not just personalities. Yeah, that has just been—you know—I haven't had a single bad experience, which I, I still, I'm so grateful for. But in that, kind of shocks me too that I haven't. But um, everyone has been so great, and there's just been just countless really awesome experiences.
0: That's fantastic too. So, let me ask you a little bit more about just sort of the the sort of stuff you do for Vault, the kind of day to day activities.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have a staff? I don't. It is me. Um I That's do have... <laughs> it's just me. I don't, I don't want to say it's just me, but um, it is a little bit overwhelming some days when like a lot of news breaks or like last week I got like, I don't know, it was like seven emails from HBO, all the stuff that needed to go up in addition to everything else. And it can be overwhelming, but like I do truly, I, I love what I do, so it doesn't feel like work. Um, I do have a couple contributing writers that um, um, our friend Jennifer Still, she does um, Arrow recaps for me and will do, normally does conventions with me and we will kind of tag team press rooms and doing interviews and things like that. Um, and then a couple of other people that will just submit news, like anyone can go onto Fanbolt and submit a news article and if it's appropriate um, I will edit it and then post it up on the site. So it's it is a by the fans, for the fans community, anyone can submit news. Um, but on the staff side, it's just me.
0: So you actually do have an editorial voice. You have an, yes. You have editorial standards. It's exactly. not exactly. It's
1: not a free for all. Exactly, exactly. A lot of people when we first put uh, put up that submit news um, feature, it was just like press release, press release, press release, and it's like no. You know the thing about FanBolts and what makes it unique, in my opinion, is that it is by the fans for the fans. And it's the point is that the person writing it is passionate about what they're covering, mm-hmm. um, so it's not going to be an unbiased news type article. It's going to be heavily biased based upon what a fan actually thought of of that material.
0: All right. Well, uh, what's the backbone of the site, if you don't mind?
1: WordPress. Sorry. WordPress. Okay. It was. I will tell you, when I first started the site, I coded all of it to work with. Um, I all of it was in PHP. And it was coded to work with the VBulletin message board system, which I've since moved on from. Um, but that process of moving from a custom, like PHP coded application and moving 14,000 news articles into WordPress was one of the most stressful things I've ever done in my life.
0: Yeah, any time where you're having to migrate a yeah. system over from one thing to another, it's a huge endeavor, yeah. especially when you've built up a long history of material.
1: Exactly. So, uh,
0: well, yeah. that's great. I, I had to ask because I just was curious how, how you could stay on top of things. Obviously, when you're using something that has its own kind of structure that you can Play around with WordPress yeah. is WordPress is pretty robust. It is. It's a little bit of a learning curve.
1: It can be. Yeah. yeah it's. Um, but it's. It saves you so much time in in terms of building a site and wanting to add special features and right. and keep things current and up to date in terms of you know um, versions that are released and, and all of that. It it saves me. It's even though I know how to do it, I could code all of that myself mm-hmm. if I wanted to it saves me so much more time to be able to focus on the actual content of the site and not just, you know, all of the the back end of the site.
0: Now, you also mentioned that you started this before social media was really a thing. Now social media is a thing. Yeah. Does that play a role in what you do as well?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a love-hate relationship, honestly. <laughs> cause, I can identify. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's um, it definitely, message boards are a different place now than they they were um back before social media and ours we're actually getting ready to relaunch ours because we switched everything over like i said from view bulletin mm-hmm. and gotten away from that and then we're going in this new direction so that's coming very soon um, on the site but um everyone took a lot of those conversations to social media so it was kind of an interesting learning curve of like all right well how do we get these conversations back on the site and how do we you know continue to have that kind of engagement on the site and which is still something i'm i'm trying to figure out we we figured it out with certain fan bases really well and that's just because you know walking dead game of thrones um are kind of sweet spots yeah um even some of like the like the teenage girly shows on cw we have they have they have one of the loudest voices scariest voices in <laughs> fandom too. Um, so it's usually when you say something that um, either people really agree with or people find highly controversial um, then you'll get a, you just, you have to to take a stand and say something that someone feels passionate about. And that's really how you create that conversation right. um, post social media. But social media has been great too, in terms of bringing new people into the site. Um, you know, we've done a lot of sponsorships and promotions around um, sponsored tweets and sponsored Instagrams and all that sort of thing too. Um, so I definitely see it as a, a huge part that's that's been beneficial to the site.
0: My own personal experience because of course uh, social media is a part of my job as well is that social media is a great way to reach out to people it's a great way to find out what they're thinking but it's also a great way to dedicate way more time to managing social media than to doing everything else that you need yeah. to do. It's a time suck really. It is. Uh, so it is interesting that you say that. I, I do think that sites like yours have incredible value because if you look at something like social media, you're generally talking about the same group of people contributing to this conversation. You're not getting any ideas outside of that group. Right. And it's exactly. relatively small, right? Right. So it's your Facebook friends or it's your Twitter followers. Maybe someone just did a search for a hashtag that you contributed to and they, they might join in, but Twitter is already limited because right. you have so, so little space. Facebook, you're limited to the people who are your friends generally speaking unless unless you're someone notable who has a lot of public followers. Right. So sites like yours allow people who have no interaction outside of their own circle of friends to meet up with each other and share a love for something.
1: Quite literally, actually. I had two of my members get married. That's fantastic. Yeah, it was 2007. Yeah. So that was really cool that they met on the site and then started like, long-distance dating, and then like three years later they got married. And um, so, yeah, it is a place where you can come. And uh, for for all of the kind of message boards, fan communities like that, you do get exposed to... You know, other people than you would on your, your own social networks. So that, that's definitely a really great opportunity to meet fans. And then if you end up meeting up at conventions and right. kind of having your, your group of con friends when you go to the different conventions. Um, that's not something that I think is that easy to find, um, just through your Facebook and Twitter right. and, and social outs- media.
0: Outside of the con circuit, like for a long time, local science fiction conventions were really the only way that you would meet up with other fans that you did not necessarily personally know beforehand right? and get a chance to talk to them. The Internet suddenly allows that to happen over on a global scale. Right. So you can have the equivalent of a fan panel about a particular TV series or film series all the time, anytime, everywhere because yeah. of that. And uh, it's one of the things I've liked. I- I've been part of various fan communities over the years. Uh for those who want to know, way back in the day, I used to contribute regularly to a message board called The Bronze, which was a Buffy the Vampire Slayer fan site. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So, these are, uh, these communities, these online communities are something that's really fascinating to me because it does allow for people who otherwise would never have any connection to one another to forge those connections that can be really meaningful in the case that you presented a lifelong connection exactly so uh that's really exciting stuff as well well what are you looking forward to in the future is there anything besides i mean you're talking about the the site is evolving and growing is there anything uh specifically that's got you really excited or maybe even just really scared
1: (laughs) Two things, actually. Uh, so, FanFold is launching a podcast in partnership with Atlanta Movie Tours.
0: Fantastic! I'll, yeah. I'll be glad to be a guest anytime. You we just will go totally ahead. have you as a guest. <laughs> we
1: will totally have you on. Um, so, we're still trying to we're trying to be very thorough with all of all of our tone and our, our, our kind of structure of the, sh- of the show before sure. we launch it. Um, so we're still kind of in the beginning planning stages. We've done a couple of, like, test episodes. And so I hope that that will be something, you know, um, within the next month or two that we'll push out. But um, it's going to be called The Atlas. Wonderful. Yeah, because a little ATL. Yeah, Atlas. lovely. Yeah, we'll-
0: a little so, uh, bit of celebrating the hometown. Exactly,
1: exactly. And w- while we're not going to focus just on Atlanta entertainment, um, that definitely will be um, a part of the show and everything that's filming in the city and yeah. and going on in the city. Um, but the other thing that I've been having a total blast with, um, we partnered with Joystick Game Bar, third Thursday of every month for Project Cosplay, um, and so St. Patty's Day. We're gonna have our third one, and that one will be um, DC Comics, and we're, I think we're gonna do like a little spring break style. So it's gonna be like Batman versus Superman spring break style. Fantastic! Um, yeah, yeah so that'll be
0: so joystick. For those who aren't in Atlanta, is a a bar arcade. Yes. Uh, so it's an adult arcade because it's it's a bar. But uh, yeah, one of those one of those really cool, very Atlanta kind of feel. Yeah uh location so it's great that you've got that partnership going
1: it's been great and um the two guys that run it johnny and brandon um run the bar um they're they're amazing and they've been so instrumental in, in getting all of this together with project cosplay we have a great group of people that do it our mc candace is amazing um i always kind of describe it as a fun hot mess because it is a little bit of like a hot mess but it's so much fun um so much fun they contestants have we have three contestants a month you have roughly 20 minutes to put together a costume with you know we we provide all the materials duct tape safety (laughs) pins some and we usually throw in a couple curveballs but it's just been so much fun and we've gotten such an incredible response to it for us to only be on our third month Um, so the winner gets a golden joystick and that's the that's the that's big the, prize the, yeah and bragging, pretty cool. rights, and bragging rights obviously right. but um it's just been i'm so excited about it and that's i think seeing just the growth of that over the last couple of months and just how much of a community that's being built around that like everyone stays and hangs out after we finish the show which only runs for about an hour from nine to ten um but everyone stays and hangs out and it's we're, we're kind of fostering a little community with with those people now and it's so many great people, and that's what I love about doing doing all this. Is is just the people. The people right. are so great, and the friendships are incredible.
0: Yeah, and you mentioned something else that's really interesting. People, again, not in Atlanta, probably aren't as aware of this, but the city over the last five years has really become a hotbed for film and television yeah, production. It has uh, The Walking Dead being an obvious example, but there are other ones. Sleepy Hollow films in the area now. Uh, we've got. Of movies that are always being shot. We've got Pinewood Studios south of the city. Uh, That was the sister Pinewood Studios to the one that's in London. Right. So, since you've launched, you've seen the city that you work in. Turn, in, turn into a major film and television hub so you yeah, really lucked out I
1: really did <laughs> like, I always people people always ask me like when are you going to LA aren't you going to go to LA and I'm like well in LA I'd be a very small fish in a very big pond but with everything going on in Atlanta and really the lack of of media there you know we don't have the the Entertainment Tonight's or the right. E minds or you know all of those kind of big entertainment giants in Atlanta. So I get to to do so much and, and go to so many sets and do so many interviews and um I'm not planning on leaving. Like right. I, I don't foresee. Well, you it don't happening. need to go to L.A.
0: because L.A. is coming yeah, to us.
1: Exactly. So exactly. There's so much, and especially in the genre space, we just have. I mean, like you said, with Walking Dead and Sleepy Hollow, um Netflix's Stranger Things, which I'm really stoked about, comes mm-hmm. out in June um I'm really looking forward to that one um, but there's just so many ones that are in that kind of sci-fi or genre and that's like that's what I love so being able to see the shows that I actually love to watch on TV being filmed around the city it's just so cool that's great
0: so let everyone know where they can find your site.
1: It's fanbolt.com. That's F-A-N-B-O-L-T.com. And you can find us on all the social medias at Fanbolts. And, uh, me personally, Emma Loggins, uh, like Kenny Loggins. Yeah.
0: yeah Loggins. Not, L-O-G-G-I-N-S. Not that much like Kenny
1: Loggins. Not that, not that much like Kenny Loggins. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, Emma Loggins on all, on all social media. And, um, I constantly post, you know, we post articles. It, usually five days a week, uh, Monday through Friday, but if we're at conventions and stuff like that, we'll do some special stuff on Saturday and sure. Sunday too. But there's always something new on the site.
0: Great. Well, I encourage my listeners to go and check that out. And uh, guys, if you have any suggestions for future episodes of Tech Stuff, you got to let me know about them, because otherwise I'm just kind of wandering around with my eyes closed. So here's how you do that. You send me an email. The address is techstuff at howstuffworks.com. Or you can drop me a line on Twitter or Facebook. We're HSW at those. And I will talk to you again really soon.
1: For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com.
0: Nissan's SUV has the capabilities to take you where you want to go. Learn more at NissanUSA.com.